This is a crusade. This is a holy war against the deep state. Where are the dictators? Where are the strong men? Donald Trump is our instrument for retribution. I'm going to fight for Christians. I'm going to fight for white people. They have the great reset. We have the great awakening. And why shouldn't I root for Russia? Because Which I am. I want to see these people go through misery because of their grooming against our children. After the assailant entered the home asking, where's Nancy? Where's Nancy? Those are the very same words used by the mob when they stormed the United States Capitol. I did nothing wrong. Welcome to a premium episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast, where we cut through the noise and help you make sense of the chaotic information space around us. I'm Griff Somke. And I'm Jay McKenzie. You think we're still living in the same country, don't you? Senators from South Dakota, Senator Portman, you think we're still living in the 1980s, where the Democrats actually want what's best for America? The Democrats want to destroy the country. We know this. This is not new stuff. It's not profound thinking. They want to see America completely obliterated, the Constitution shredded, and remade in their own San Francisco, Brooklyn, Malibu, Manhattan image, where there is no cultural identity, where you live in sexual anarchy, where private property is a thing of the past, and the ruling class controls everything. We know this. And Schumer is willing to get there. Schumer is willing to get it done. Republicans are not. Republicans are trying to protect a country that no longer exists. Charlie Kirk is the president of Turning Point USA, a group he founded 11 years ago at the age of 18. The co-founder of the group and its first donor were both more than 50 years older than Kirk, who is himself now just shy of his 30th birthday. Despite his young age, Kirk has become a major player in Republican political circles since he founded TPUSA and dropped out of community college over a decade ago. We're here to talk about why he's been successful and why you should care. Because despite the sometimes hilarious toilet paper USA memes on Reddit poking fun at Kirk, he does regrettably matter in today's Republican Party. This is another name for the podcast. <laughs> they do he they does do regrettably matter. matter i know it's like we don't like talking about these people sometimes we have these conversations back and forth about does this person matter and unfortunately the answer is far too often yeah that person's important we kind of got to talk about them so yeah getting this country right and understanding the mess we're in understanding how we can fix some of these problems means understanding the people who got us here. And mm -hmm. Charlie Kirk is one of the people who led us down a dark path. And he's done that while being the head of Turning Point USA, Turning Point Action, Turning Point Endowment, Turning Point Faith, and the Turning Point Academy. Uh, I, I don't, honestly, I don't even know if that's all of them, but I'm tired of saying the words Turning Point. Well, you mean the Lord's Turning Point. Remember, according to Charlie, it is the Lord's Turning Point USA. At least it is in the year of our Lord 2023. Yeah, I think he may have added that distinction or sorry, the Lord may have called Charlie to add that distinction to the description some years after the group was founded. It's never too late to get right with the Lord. It's never too late. 
no, no, it is not. Ask Charlie. Liberty University is opening a new center to fight attacks on Jesus and the Constitution. Charlie Kirk, the founder of Turning Point USA, and Jerry Falwell Jr., the president of Liberty University, co-founded the new Fall Kirk Center, and they join us now. Good morning to both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Jerry, I'll start with you because you made the big announcement on Saturday. Why did y'all decide to team up and, and open up this center? Charlie Kirk came to me months ago with this wonderful idea, and it's sort of sad that we have to do something like this. It's a free service to the public, but it's just to provide basic education on American history because so many universities have become liberal indoctrination camps. The public schools have not taught U.S. history in so long, and they, young people don't understand that. The whole idea of the American experiment was based on the Judeo-Christian ethic, was based on the idea of free enterprise, limited government, and the idea that all of our rights come from our creator, not from government, not from a church. And we're not we, we're advocating the idea that, that America is not a theocracy, unlike what Nancy Pelosi and others say, Pete Buttigieg would say, say when they say that Jesus okay. was charitable therefore we should uh, be socialists that's not what jesus taught and so we that's it's just basic charlie? history 101 that has not been taught in recent decades charlie yeah I want you to add to this yeah and, and to expound on that you know i visit universities all across the country and i could tell you young christians in particular are unfortunately very confused about how to uh, make choices in the civic arena, especially voting and politically. And to be able to partner with, you know, Jerry and Liberty University is so amazing because we're trying to explain the link between the gospel okay. of Jesus Christ and American founding freedom. Jerry and Charlie, thank you so much for being with us. The Atlantic says that Christianity is in crisis, so we need you guys. God bless you. Thank, thank you. you. But I must admit, if we're going to be entirely honest here, we should be calling him Dr. Charles Kirk. Ooh doctor, but I thought he dropped out of community college. He did, but he also received an honorary doctorate from Liberty University. Oh, that's, that's Jerry Falwell school, right? Well, it was, it was, uh, until that unfortunate cuckolding scandal with the pool boy emerged. Oh, right. Yes. Uh. <laughs> yeah, thankfully. Oh, we, we, we should do a whole episode. Our next episode the, is the pool boy episode. Mm. So thankfully, Charlie, I'm sorry, honorary Dr. Charles J. Kirk got that degree before that happened, and Falwell had to resign as president of Liberty University. So sad. Yeah, it's it's terrible, but but thankfully that honorary degree is. I don't know. I guess you can't really rescind those. I they do, but they do. Once you've got the plaque, he can call himself Doctor. Uh huh. Doctor. He's Doctor uh, Charles Kirk now. <laughs> Must feel good for a guy who you know dropped out of community college to have gone back and achieved a doctorate. That's really got to make him feel great when he gets up in the morning. That's all I know. I feel like his qualifications uh, consist of speaking on stage with some televangelists and. Being a believer and and <laughs> starting a group that was at least supposedly focused on faith, although again, as we've talked about with some of our previous guests, some of their rather fringe beliefs are considered heretical by various other mm -hmm. more um, 
I don't know, legitimate denominations and historical uh, sects of Christianity. We need more people that came here the right way to say, you're not welcome here if you break into my country, period. And some people say, well, Charlie, that's not very Christian of you. No, actually, borders are biblical. They come straight from the Bible. In fact, if you say that anybody anytime is welcome into your home or to your nation, that is saying that I don't want to protect my nation from something that might threaten it. The law must be blind towards emotion. Someone say, oh, well, they've walked 600 miles and, you know, they really want to be in here. It's irrelevant what they want. What is relevant is what is right. And it is not right to open up your country to people that intentionally break our laws. Every single trespasser that has broken to America should be immediately deported, not given any sort of treatment, in-state tuition. They broke into our country. Go back to your country of origin and go make that country great. And let's put our citizens first. Thank you very much. But in, in any case, uh, he spoke <laughs> on stage with some people who have some congregations and Liberty University was a big fan. That is until Jerry Falwell Jr. had to resign. And then the group that they had founded together at Liberty, the Falkirk Center for Faith and Liberty, was mm, renamed and they <laughs> cut ties with Charlie shortly afterwards. But he's still doing just fine. Not sure what Falwell's up to. But in any case, TPUSA's revenue... Hey, 2022, last year on the books, he was pulling in $55 million. So oh, I, I think it, yeah. That's a lot of money. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That's, that's quite a bit. That's the thing. And that's why these people matter is because we laugh. We look at the memes. We think it's funny. We see, aha, uh -huh, toilet paper USA. The memes are pretty cringe. Their appeal is to uh, an older demographic, shall we say. But then you see how much money these people are sitting on and you see the way they try to use it. And it's like, yeah, you got to be aware of this, whether you like it or not. I, and I don't, but here we are. It's like a boomer's idea of what a student organization should be. Mm -hmm. It's like they found some parents and grandparents who are concerned about the future of this country and where it's all headed. And, and when they hear socialism, they think they think the Soviet Union and the Cold War and all these different connotations that younger generations don't have. And here is this young man who made his way and proved that you can pull yourself up by your bootstraps and yep. capitalism is still king. And of course, if he believes all this, if he's if he's a true believer, then there have to be millions of others and he mm -hmm. knows how to reach them maybe we don't know how to reach them we don't know how to reach our kids they're all yep. they're all trans tifaing each other but this young man he gets it and he can if we just give him enough money he'll reach all the children and mm -hmm. it helps them sleep at night that i think they give charlie kirk money so that they can sleep better at night and again and again we're, i think we're going to keep coming back to this question of okay he's got all this money but does he know what he's doing that is the $55 million question, isn't it? And he has come up with a few pretty successful projects in their own way. One of the things that Charlie has done quite successfully is figured out how to intimidate college professors. Now, you wouldn't necessarily think that's something that we should be spending $55 million on, but Charlie does. And he's come up with a thing that they call the Turning Point USA Professor Watch List. 
And it's essentially a website with a list of college professors on it. And the idea is that if you're at a school and you feel that your professor is too woke, you feel that your professor is talking about things that aren't necessarily conservative enough for your liking, then you can you can submit their name. You can submit their name and bio information to this website. And for the low, low price of free, these people will be harassed as a result of that. Because just coincidentally, that's what happens when Turning Point USA puts a professor's information up on this website. They start getting doxings. They start getting death threats. They start getting forced to move. They get threatening emails. Mm-hmm. To talk a little more about Turning Point USA's professor watch list site and its impact, we sat down with one of the academics listed on it, Dr. Alexander Reed Ross. He is a professor at Portland State, in Portland, Oregon. He has written a book called Against the Fascist Creep. He's a wonderful follow, and if you're not already following the guy, I highly suggest it. It's A. Reed Ross. Can you talk a little bit about your background for the members of our audience who might not be familiar with your work? How far back do you want to go? Mm-hmm. I have a pretty, I mean, I don't, I, I'm 40 years old. You're only 40? Nice. <laughs> You've done a lot, yeah, no, man. I, I, uh, I went through. I feel so old. Nice. I feel, I feel so old, man. I'm 48. First time I've gotten in nice. <laughs> yeah, I'm 48. You've accomplished a ton by this point, my friend. I'm very impressed. So, yes. <laughs> so, my background is mostly in activist circles after graduating college, a little bit in college too, just solidarity and global justice movements and the environmental movement, really. And I started uh, working at Portland State University as an adjunct in 2017, then got my PhD in 2020 around water issues and collaborative governance. So my, my background is really like ecology, human water systems, and sort of collaborative structures of water and resource management. But like, as I'm doing my like climate and and environmental justice activism in like 2014, I start to notice that there are these activists who are like, why do you have a totem coffin? (laughs) (laughs) And I had to do all that research into like, what are these symbols? What do they mean? Like there was a death in June show, which is like, Uh, yes. And I was just finding out about this and I went to protest and I saw a couple of people that I knew from environmental activism walk over and say hi and then walk to the end of the line and i'm like (laughs) oh no like this is bad bad like we're actually it's not even a question of is it a question of infiltration or is it a question of like this whole scene is like questionable yeah that's a tell you're a fan of death in june that's a that's a big fat tell for where your politics are So I just started to research fascism very extensively and uh, came out with a book in 2017 about how kind of fascism emerges in left-wing spaces or ostensibly left-wing spaces. And I've been getting harassed ever since, you know, I had some (laughs) fascists try to break up my book talk in DC, Proud Boys threatened that same year in Brooklyn. I mean, I received a lot of hate 
people tried to get me fired. I got on this professor watch list. Andy knows led campaigns to try and get me fired. So, uh, and I mean, they've done things like mistaken identity. Like I was some, somebody who like yelled at an Iraq war veteran widow or something like that, <laughs> or like, of course, I don't know. There've been various different weird campaigns to, to try and destroy my, my career. Right. And they don't, apologize or they don't back off or issue retractions they're just on to the next one whenever there's you know whenever they do something and it doesn't work they're just forget it whatever just move on and let's talk about the professor watch list a little bit did you know a lot about turning point usa when they put you on that list a fair amount i mean i had to research them because of the kind of rupture with the groipers Right. right. I mean, it's a very complicated subject because you want to kind of create a neat and tidy categorization, right, of the alt-right and the alt-light at that time. But there were still people like Paul Joseph Watson who were excoriating Richard Spencer, but, you know, also being a full-fledged Nazi rapist, according to recent allegations. So, mm-hmm. so that cut and dried line is is very complex. And that's kind of what I try to explore in my book. Right. And you mentioned that that line gets pretty complex. You look at a guy like, you know, for instance, a gentleman I know you've run across before named Jack Posobiec, who uh, spent 2016 kissing up to Richard Spencer from the looks of things. Mm -hmm. And then 2017, basically kind of disavowing all of that. And my question is, do you think he took your book title personally, since people have been referring to him (laughs) as a fascist creep for a number of years? (laughs) I mean... I'm not sure. He is the guy who uh, who released a free copy online. Somehow he got access to the galleys ah. of the book, the basically the PDF that the editor uses to send to the press. Right. Uh, or the publisher, I mean. And somehow he got his hands on that and, uh, and just put it out online. He did this d- right after my book talk was invaded by these uh, MAGA hat wearing Nazis. Right. One of them killed himself because of all of these weapons charges and just pure disillusionment. It was really a tragic tale. It was. Um, it was. Just sitting in the back of the book talking, listening. Oh, I, I did not realize the Clark brothers uh-huh. were there. Were the to, ones, yeah. Okay. I didn't realize they were there to take offense at your book, which is an, it's an interesting uh, turn. I did want to ask you, though, about, because you mentioned Nick Fuentes and the the on again, off again, fights with Charlie Kirk. Are you surprised at how far right Charlie and TPUSA have moved? Do you think it was just inevitable or is it audience capture? Is it radicalization? What's your take on that? They've always been on the sort of Christian right. um, But, you know, they were getting yelled at by the America Firsters uh, with Nick Fuentes, partly because they weren't Christian nationalist enough, right? And there was an effort uh, back in 2021-ish for some people to kind of move the new apostolic reformation movement toward more racially integrated, you know, congregations, try to open things up a little bit, which the Groypers were really struggling hard to like oppose. So now we see them really going kind of hard on this like pre-millennialist reawaken type of idea. People like Sean Foyt saying that 
real Jesus is going to come to Israel and there's mm. going and and the Christians will convert all the Jews, you know, and stuff like that. The Christians are the real tribe right. of Israel. It's this weird like parallel to Christian identity. Really. Yeah, I was going to say walking that line of Christian identity and mm-hmm. it's a normalization, yeah. Wow. And and TPUSA is completely here for it. Right. So, I think what's happened is like a remarkable success of the NAR has perhaps made them, and I'm not an expert in the NAR, but I've been researching them more recently, but it's perhaps made them the de facto line of the Christian right. And that has, like you're saying, Jay, made it kind of inevitable for TPUSA to drift in that direction. And I'm not saying that the NAR is specifically a white nationalist entity, right? It's much more complicated than that, but they are Christian nationalists and basically theocrats. So we're seeing, again, with the kind of emptying out of this independent constituency, a firmer stance of the mainstream right toward opposition to all pretense of even classical liberalism. Right, definitely. Only changes of tactics. So... You said, and you've mentioned that you've been doing activism for a long time. You've been in the trenches for years. This isn't exactly your first rodeo when these people show up and start doing what they do. Their new project is school boards. They've been making a site somewhat similar to the professor watch list for school boards. And do you think this would be different if, if you were a school board member from some small town in Oregon? And all of a sudden, Charlie Kirk's got you on a list. Right. No, I'm not at all like Mr. Super Brave or anything like that. Like, I'm terrified of these people. You know, I don't I don't want to present myself as somebody who's just like fearless at all, you know, and, and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I, I'm, I'm terrified, especially because like what you're saying, the targeting of the school boards is an explicit tactic. It can no longer be considered stochastic in terrorist content. And what we are seeing is terrorism. It's bomb threats. Right. It's targeted. And and there's a very explicit, very specific chain, a communications, an informal communications chain that goes from, you know, local quote unquote moms, right? Mm -hmm. Moms for liberty. To social media influencers like libs of TikTok spread out throughout the country, at which point people who aren't afraid to pick up the phone and call in a bomb threat will descend on these, you know, towns and counties uh, where teachers are really, really, really vulnerable. Right. right? I mean, it, it's a lot easier if you live in a big city to kind of just sort of hang back and not be uh, necessarily concerned about your security all the time. But if you're in a smaller community, which a lot of these people are, who are getting targeted, or you're on the school board, for example, it's much more frightening. And you don't want a bomb threat called into the school. What's that going to do to the kids? You know what I mean? Like, so you have to make this awful moral calculus of is being openly kind to trans people going to further traumatize everybody in the school? Right. Again, it's not stochastic. There's nothing random or aleatory about this. It is an iron chain connecting exactly the people who are responsible for this. Right. I think you're right. 
it is noteworthy to me the fact that you you mentioned just the average person, small town, they're not expecting any sort of backlash. They're not expecting to go viral or appear on social media. And I've seen it before where Charlie Kirk on his show with hundreds of thousands at least, if not millions of listeners, picks out a random video or an image of a pride flag at an elementary school. And it it just seems like something that someone's mom or a member of the PTA may have put on their social media account. And if you're just the unlucky one, well, that means you're going to have a very bad day, a very bad week. And who knows how it's going to affect you, especially when you're not ready for it. And it just does seem like a message that we on the right are not okay with this. And any one of you could become the next target. So be careful. Yeah. Right. There's a a sense perhaps that the laws of a democratic society do not apply to Republicans, right? And so in order to basically conform the country to the values and ideals that they hold, they have to um, dismantle the rule of law itself (laughs) (laughs) and operate, as I said, in an informal capacity, which can be formalized through this so-called illiberal democracy program that they're gleaning from Hungary. Ironically, of course, because Hungary is absolutely the opposite of a Christian country. Less than half of Hungarians and Russians actually are practicing Christians. You see this a lot in the former Soviet states and satellites. And so their Christianity seems to be a useful kind of popular Philip to install the kind of elitist authoritarianism that they hope will just simply maintain their own power structure. We know that doxing has occurred. We know that threats have occurred. We know that people like... You have been listening to a sample of a premium episode of the Did Nothing Wrong podcast. For just five bucks a month, you'll get access to this episode, as well as a new one every week, and our entire library of premium episodes. Head on over to didnothingwrongpod.com slash subscribe to sign up today. Thanks again for your support. We couldn't do it without you.